at go-karting management processes. Wow, that's a bit different. That's a bit dry, but it really isn't. <laughs> I think there's a few core things that really make the difference between a team that runs really effectively and one that doesn't. The old saying, management is like fish, they always rock, rock from, from the head down. So it all comes down to management styles, really. But what does that mean? Everybody goes, oh, you've got to be a good manager. What the bloody hell does that mean? So we're going to have a look at just a handful of practices that might make the big difference down at your go-kart track. Cool. Well, g'day. I'm Simo. He's Ed. And we're back for another episode of the Fastline Track Growth Show, where we talk all things karting and business. So, management practices, eh? Yeah, yeah. We'll have a few buzzy words in here, but we'll, we'll hopefully make it so we can just apply it to what's really going on. But let's get in with the uh, the really important one, especially from corporate world. There's always somebody who pipes that go, we need good communication. And you go, well, yeah, you do well, well done. But the reality is, I mean, it's true, but I think lots of people just throw the word out there like, oh, great, well, we're going to communicate now, yeah. are we? And um, it's so difficult, really, to understand what effective and good communication looks like. So we will maybe chat about one word we're going to change mm. potentially today in the vocabulary. Because really effective communication sometimes can just come down to a simple list of words that you use. So I know we've spoken today, uh, the, the better question rather than why is how. Yeah. Because why always is why have you done something or potentially mm. why are we doing this. Mm. What you've done is you've forced the person that's hearing that question to justify somehow what they're doing. Mm. That's always going to be negative. You should never start working into the cul-de-sac of problems. You want to be working around the, the much better place of planning for effective like delivery mm. of something. So there's no point asking the question why something happened necessarily. Far better to say, how can we do it better? How can we do it better? Mm. And that will also enforce the same understanding of why it happened, but it also leaves the door open to go and show that actually there's going to be a better way, which is more positive. And even better mm. than that, includes the team around you. And if you can get them feeling included in your team, much, much better. So I keep mm. hearing that, you know, that word communicate and, you know, we're better at communication and they just think a quick email or I've dropped them an email. Mm. I've communicated. Emails are quite a bad way of communicating. They're the worst. Because it always gets misinterpreted. Yep. You know? Well, well, there's a couple of things. One is, it's, in, it's misinterpreted, mm. right? And then there's a danger there that the person who sent it's like, I've done it. And then mm. they just walk away. Yeah. And then if you do come back and you're already asking the why question mm. constantly, they go, I sent an email. Mm. It's like, for crying out loud, that, that cannot be your alibi. Yeah. <laughs> so you haven't uh, communicated effectively. Mm. So far better to pick up a phone, in my opinion, well, like face-to-face if you can. Mm. I'm thinking go-kart track, aren't we? Right, face-to-face -face is mm. going to be best. Yeah. If there's a problem with the customer, far better to pick up a telephone if they're not on the track. Mm. And then follow up, by all means, but just use your email to support the, the, the relevant facts of the communication, not to justify it as the mm. sole way of communicating, like you've done some fantastic job. No, you haven't. No. You just haven't, have you? Yeah. What, what have I just said? That's true. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> The next one, leading by example. Yeah, I've just I've just had a wave of memories of stuff that I've been involved in. Let like let's deal with the stuff you do first of all mm. when I was leading the company. 
you know, the way I was behaving around the office really impacted everybody around me. So early days when I just didn't know any better, I was a really shit director of a company for a couple of years. I mean, I was shit. Most people are who are directors of companies. They just haven't got the awareness that they realise how bad they are. <laughs> so unless you've thought about it and actually had some proper training around it or mm. just been questioned on stuff, you're probably not leading by example very well. So I was bringing a lot of the problems in with me, even though mm. I wasn't sharing what was going on. But the body language has sort of given it all away. So you've probably mm. noticed this here. When I turn up, I'm always fresh, bouncy, bubbly, just chatting and mm. getting into the skin of a few things. The team down there will never know if I've had a bad day. Yeah. They just yeah. never will, do they? Yeah. And yet, I mean, you chat and you go, you know, because we know each other and we're on that level. Yeah. And you're like, how's it going? A bit shit, actually. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> but nobody out between me and you yeah. here, and it's quite a large team here, mm. knows really yeah. what I'm going through because it's, it's not their problem. It's not business. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Now, if there is a problem with your team as well, leading by example, it, it, it can come down to a number of factors. One of the biggest things I've seen <coughs> bring down a company very, very quickly is how the CEO or the managing director, how they talk about customers. It's, it's just unforgivable to, to be negative in the way that you have connotation around customers. And, and quite often you can go into businesses and know that they'll talk you get tell me about your customers and the way they refer to them mm -hmm. and slang terminology or how they treat them but like it's okay it's like well you know we've delivered that stuff and they paid us the money it's like almost like don't care and very quickly without you having to say anything don't matter what you've got written down <laughs> yeah everybody working for you is thinking that's all right to go and treat our customers or refer to them in that way yeah it's just not on no I see now oh. I, I suppliers. Yes. Sort of like how they get away with it. Yeah. You know, and how they how they stay in business. Um, but I mean, leading by example is very important because you see, you, you've got to walk the talk. Mm. And, and I've seen time and time again, well, I'll give you a classic example. Bojo the clown. Yeah. Locks us down. Yeah. Right, we've got to stay at home, we can't interact with everyone. But he can gather a whole lot of his mates around the number 10 and bring some wine and cheese. That's, That's right. okay. It's suddenly is, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So this deadly virus that they have yeah. all the information on, he suddenly has a big party. Mm. So he's lost all credibility. Yeah, suddenly now I know it's mm. not a deadly virus, but mm. it probably is in some instances. I've seen the stats. Mm. It, then you go, well, how bad really was it? And then all of a sudden, it's like everybody else is locked down. You've got a guy making a decision about how long everybody else is going to remain locked down while he's having the life, the time of his life in his own big garden with all his mates around him. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get off our soapboxes. <laughs> Next one. Setting and demanding realistic goals. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people get a sense of achievement from coming to work. A lot of yeah. people identify as being at work as part of their who they are and their mm. characteristics. So setting and demanding realistic goals. So it's working out what's deliverable and realistic and then explaining how and why and what needs to be done to, to do that. We've done a lot of mm. work on that recently, the last mm. few weeks at the time of recording these bass lines. Mm. And if people do that and they achieve, they get a sense of their own achievement from it as well. And if people yeah. are coming to work being fulfilled and achieved, that, that's fantastic. So set the set the goal and demand it from them. Yeah. 
I was speaking in one track to the owner the other day, mm-hmm. and I asked him how business was going, mm-hmm. and he said, fantastic. I said, oh, that's great, that's great. Tell me about it. He goes, I set myself a very demanding goal mm-hmm. for January, and we crashed it. We crushed it by um, the 20th. It's like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> you know, he was, he was super happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it gives you that sense of achievement. And oh, yeah. you've got to set those goals to, to be able to get anywhere. I love uh, General Patton's always interesting in the old uh, American uh, wartime, Second World War uh, general. And he's got loads of great sayings. And one of them, I can't, I'll never remember it verbatim, but it, it's very similar to like, never tell anybody how to do anything. Tell them what you want them to do, and you'll be constantly surprised by their creativity. It's pretty much the gist of his saying. Now, I'm torn a little bit here. <laughs> But I think in the first instance, just tell them what you want to achieve mm. and allow them to have mm. input into that and see what they come up with. They may just surprise you. And I think you'll probably be surprised how mm. often that happens. You'll go, wow, this is a better way to do it, actually. <laughs> right? So then people get a sense of that. I don't think I would just let them run away with it constantly. <laughs> no. There's got to be some sort of checks and balances in there. But it might just be checks and balances. It might not require all your time to be soaks up trying to manage the minutiae of every detail of what's going on in your business because that's a big big time where it really does if they don't believe in your goals mm-hmm. too you, you know they're not going to come up with creative ways of, of helping you achieve that i mean we're you and i have looked at the sales team here yeah and we know that there's the potential to create that megastar yeah and there is uh, we've seen the numbers we've seen what you've got to do to get those numbers mm-hmm. and it's well within reach but people are giving themselves ceilings the first day i sat down and mentioned a rather high target figure of what i thought somebody would do in the telesales team mm-hmm. they laughed mm-hmm. right and within a few minutes, after breaking it down and what it would take to get there, it was suddenly very achievable. So it went in a matter of minutes from, this is just completely whack and out of, not mm. out of all control. But once I've broken down what it looked like and the effort required, I was like, well, well can we do that? And they're like, mm. suddenly, yes, right, we are gonna have an absolute superstar salesperson here by mm. just doing some really simple stuff consistently well. It's how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. You know? You love that saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Right. A little bit at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next point, point number four, yeah. open management style. Yeah. I think it's really important that you're getting all your information fed back to you correctly. It helps it helps a lot. I mean we've <laughs> always had we've always had a fairly flat management style, management. Hierarchy, yeah, yeah, and my door is always open, you know, you know, yeah, and my door's always open, open to my customers too. How many people have got Sony cards and never spoken to the CEO of Sony? <laughs> Probably not many. No. <laughs> I just think it's it gets rid of the stigma of the CEO. Yeah, you, you know, you put him up on that pedestal, you hide him away in a room. And then all of a sudden, people are scared. Mm. 
And it's, it's, it's like I was telling the warehouse girls the other day, you know, when I come down and ask you questions, I'm really not, I really do not care if you answer it right or wrong. There's no right and wrong answer. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for an answer to a problem. Yeah. So if you give me a wrong answer, I'll probably find the problem quicker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I just want your open, honest opinion. And, and I think by having that open management style, you get better information. Yeah, in, in, in my good old days, many years ago now, I used to be something called a business analyst for, uh, well, that was my job title. I didn't do any of that, hardly. Uh, it's just one of those large companies that needed stuff doing. I'd turn up, uh, this was IT systems, and they'd go, go and work out what this company needs for us because I asked them, and then go and find out how they do it and then build a system to do it better. Um, and I used to always walk off and within three or four conversations I called into head office, 15,000 employees worldwide calling into HQ in Boston, Massachusetts to go, how are you finding this information this quickly? Four people I spoke to just asked them one or two questions each and you'd end up by then at the person that's sort of, it's like a major influencer across mm. even large scale businesses and you sit down and the only thing you ever say to them is, I wonder if you can help me. And they go, right, mm. who the hell are you? Because they're all powerful, mm. they got their mm. ivory tower. And you go, uh, I understand that you know all the problems that there are around here and how to get them fixed. And they go, oh boy, do I know all the problems in here. And then what they then do is they open up like a big file of problems and they just tell you. Mm. And you start scribbling like crazy, right? And you mm. finish and you've just found out all the problems they're having and why mm. all these things have been happening in the business. And you go back to the, like, the CEO quite often, I'll be going back to the other board. I'll be going, so uh, I've been here for three days, this is what I found. And they're like, how the hell did you find all that? Right? And all that was happening was is people higher up that chain were getting more and more afraid of their responses they would get and the, the cost implications. And, uh, and suddenly when I found somebody who was, thinks they're unsackable, <laughs> right? And you're going, can you help me? Can you get them on board first? And you tell you, they start to talk. So it just tells me, A, if you've not got that sort of open style where people can just confess <laughs> something's gone wrong, and then hopefully we ask how to fix mm. it rather than why the hell yep. did this happen? It's hard in the moment, I know, I've been there. And suddenly the communication starts to open up, they see you as somebody that's approachable, so it's very open, open door policy that means mm. something meaningful. Because lots of people go, oh, I've got an open door policy. So if you walk in, tell them, and then they just rip you another one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's not open. That's open door, but it ain't going to be an open management style. You, you, you can have too much of an open door policy, though. Yes. Yeah. I found. I found when when we first moved into the new warehouse, mm-hmm. we only had one first floor mm-hmm. offices. Okay. So I was in an office with everybody. Yeah. And every single problem, just about. Yeah. Came to my desk. Yeah. And when we got the upstairs built and I moved upstairs, they're still free to come to me as often as they want. But the whole pro- problem of walking up those stairs <laughs> is a barrier. It's a barrier and it cut down a, a, a number of, 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 you know, things like, oh, how to calculate shipping costs. Well, you shouldn't be able to do that. You know, talk to the warehouse. Yeah. If you become the font of all knowledge and it's the easiest, fastest way for them to get information. And you've just set up a process that becomes you as the, the person they're always going to come to. Yeah. 
if you just put in, is there something there that's not core to what you need doing, guys? It's mm. going to get really complex. But if there's something in there that you're just going, I shouldn't be doing this every day, you can create a barrier. And it could be as simple as a piece of paper that they have to fill out when they come to ask you. So it's mm. like, what are the shipping costs? And somebody's complaining down mm. at the go-kart track, what should I do? Right? Uh, and they're complaining about something. Then in there, you ask them what it is. You ask them what they've considered. You ask, I used to ask cost implication mm. as well. And if it was under a certain mm. budget, okay, you do whatever you want, just mm. as it doesn't go over the cost of X mm. and different people have different values. Um, but most of the time, just writing it out gives people long enough to come up with a solution. <laughs> and when they write down mm. the options, they, their brain's going, I'm going to look for some options mm. for you. Quite often they find it without having to come to you. You still want to hear about it though. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a problem today, okay. <laughs> do tell. <laughs> How are we going to avoid that in the future? Good. That's a good day then. <laughs> keep making, or what I normally say, you keep making lots more of those mistakes, we'll be very rich one day. <laughs> Final point. Strategic planning. Well, yeah, that's a biggie. It's huge. I mean, we, we've, uh, in its simplest form, we've touched on this before a little bit, and this sort of helps bring all these, some of the other stuff in the videos together. But uh, employees typically, uh, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, maybe month to month, management, month to month, quarter to quarter, year to year, three year, five year plans. Don't come across many people with more than a three year plan recently, which is cool because I think beyond that, it's, it's almost too difficult to comprehend. Yeah, well, the last couple of years are sort of like, you know, they, you, like, I mean, Christ, how many plans did we write in, in 2020? Oh. <laughs> you know, so one, one year, we probably wrote, what, four or five? <laughs> how many times did we rewrite the plan yeah. for the spectacular yeah. alone? Was it eight? Eight. There you go. Yeah. We've got the same number, so it's probably the truth then. <laughs> uh, eight times we had to strategically replan the spectacular. It's mm. one little slither of the business mm. for everything we got going on. So you have to be a bit resilient. But yeah, strategic planning, really smart to get mm. into those slightly longer term goals. And uh, just as a little clue, get into what you want from the business is a really smart place to start if you don't already do smart strategic planning mm. and work backwards from there. And that also works with sales departments rather well, that perhaps doesn't really traverse, is not the word, doesn't quite mm. imprint over to other departments. But yeah, strategic planning, it's, it's down to you. You are the... Uh, one running this show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There you go. We've given you five really sound management practices. Yep. And next week, we're going to give you some tools so that, that can help you achieve these things. Sure. So we'll give you a little bit of structure around, uh, if you're looking at that, it's just sort of on the, the grander scale. We'll mm -hmm. give you a few tools that will help you go and implement it. That'll be a much shorter video, I suspect, but it'll be a really valuable video because it'll really help you go and cement all this great stuff. You may be using another management practice and that'd be really cool. I mean, I haven't put up there anything about project management. No. Because that's all I knew when I set up my business. I had an extremely fast growing business through pro project management techniques because mm. that's the only skill set I had to rely upon on those days and it worked really well. So you may be using something different, in which case, Comment below or get in touch because I'd love to hear what it is. Yeah, all right. That's Uru from me. Cheerio from me. And we'll see you next week. See you in a bit.